Hey, Geektitude listeners. I love gaming just as much as Joe loves gaming, and we love to talk about World of Warcraft and talk with people about it. So listen to Frazzlecast, a weekly podcast where we talk with people from around Azeroth and beyond. Find us at gnomepodcast.com or in your favorite podcast players. Just for spelling the name, it's F-R-A-Z-L-C-A-S-T. I should have thought better for naming that. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch. Hey geeks, this is Capsule J. I'm a streamer on the Geek2Geek Media Network. If you like discovering new games and chatting with cool nerdy folks, be sure to check out my channel on Twitch. You can find it at twitch.tv slash capsulej. That's C-A-P-S-U-L-E-J-A-Y. I stream a blend of indies, retro games, and RPGs most Tuesday nights from 8pm to 11pm Eastern, and occasionally on Thursdays and weekends. Hope to see you then! My name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 143 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. I am once again, after a very long time, <laughs> joined by my co-host, Ray. How are you doing, Ray? Oh, man, I feel like a survivor. I did it. <laughs> I survived the semester. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> well, we're we're happy to have you back. We've, I've been thinking about you a lot because I've got five days of school left. And Ray, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh man, I thought we were both on the other side of this thing. No, no, I'm I am <laughs> I am right at the end where I I looked at you know you know how much I love my theater kids. I looked at uh, a group of them that came to talk to me about some issues they were having with some of their classmates, and I said. It's not that I'm apathetic to your concerns. <laughs> I just don't have the energy to deal with you right now. This can all be handled next year. Yeah, <laughs> We yeah. don't need to worry about it now. Exactly. We're picking up business next year. <laughs> yes. Like, like for right now, we are closing shop shop. So unless you are on fire, I really don't want to interact with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm it's sure. good to have you back. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we will... Uh, You'll, you'll be able to relax a little bit. I mean, I know you still have work, but at least the school years. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it feels good to. I feel like I'm uh, like I'm free now to do what I want with my time, as opposed to like obligations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm. You and I both. We like to keep busy. We're both pretty busy people. We like taking on projects and whatnot. But it's a little bit different when it's an when it's assigned. Versus, you yes. know, this is a project that I decided I want to take on. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it's like my kids in their their reading. It's like they might be the most most prolific reader in my class, but as soon as I say you have to read this, it's like, well, yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it'll be a busy summer, but it's going to be a fun summer because I'll get to you know do what I want. Awesome. Yeah, and and this uh, this outline that you've provided me for today's topic. Um, well, wow. I've been hinting to it on social media. I went a little okay, bit. Good. Uh, yeah, I went a little bit Goodwill hunting uh, on Saturday. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, I have about an hour and a half um, before Ray gets online to to record, and so I'll just start. I'll just start making some notes to myself, and I just kept making notes and I kept making notes. And then around nine fifteen, you were like, oh, "I'm sick. I'm not going to make it." I'm like, <laughs> All right, more time to research. And then around five o'clock, my husband came in and says, uh, "Time for dinner." And oh wow! <laughs> and I think how many? What did I end up with? Seventeen pages of notes. Seventeen pages of notes on Marvel Phase Four and beyond. So we are looking. I am guessing at, and we're not going to record all of it tonight. But I'm thinking uh, a three-parter. Okay. Um, and we will we will cover all of this in due time. But I, I think if we try and focus on one thing at a time, I think that will will work out the best. Okay. So I'm looking at this outline. It is very well researched, Joe. It is very um, wow. It's <laughs> it covers a lot. <laughs> it's very in depth. So I'm yes. wondering, like, okay, if we're gonna do a three parter, probably around like the first six pages or so, we so we should try to cover today. On today's show, right? Yeah, I have it. Well, I have it broken down to. Um, I th- I think the first day we'll do like today we'll talk about just the movies in the order that they're coming in, just like some predictions about those movies. Got it. Got and it. then and and we'll end with some questions that we feel like need to be answered about all of this. So that's that's kind of what I've got on the docket for today. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, do we want to just dive right in and just forego the weekly geekery? I mean, kind of. I do like to hear what you're up to. I haven't been up to anything but finals. Like, I I slept about three hours a night for about a week and a half. And I got my my paintings done. And then uh, my last final was only, God, what, today's Tuesday? My last final was only Saturday, only three days ago. Um, And I I immediately got sick, as as we do, right? As happens. (laughs) <laughs> your body's like, well, time to get sick now. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're finally done. And now, you know, officially have free time. Okay. Sickness. Here we go. Yeah, um, so yeah. I literally like have done nothing. I've been, you know, eating, breathing and sleeping work in finals. So I'm, I'm interested to hear, I want to live vicariously through you. What geeky stuff have you been doing? Well, the, I have, I'm going to, I'm going to give it like three things real quick. Um, Lucifer is back on Netflix. It's amazing. Um, I'm addicted so good. So yep. if you like Lucifer, jump back into that because it is so good. Cool. Um, my my in-laws and I uh, love Shetland. It is one of our British crime dramas, and that's back. So You've mentioned like, that ha- here before, right? Love Shetland, yes. Yeah. And so that's like our weekly get-together with the in-laws and eat dinner and watch – um, a bunch of Scottish people solve crimes very passionately. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I, I just maybe two days ago started playing on my iPad Marvel Battle Lines, which is basically um, really cool tic-tac-toe. 
Okay. Yeah, the way it works is it's it's a collectible card game, so you get these digital cards, and they're all Marvel characters. So of course, already I'm I'm in. The art is really cool. Really looks nice. Um, and then instead of giving you a three by three grid like a tic tac toe grid, you get a three by four grid. And the way you attack your opponent is by, you know, making a full line from one side to the other. So either um, a line of four from top to bottom or diagonally, the rows of three diagonally are across. It's amazing to me all the different modes of gameplay that they will adapt like comic book or characters to. Right. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. And it's like every character has a different power. And like my favorite deck to play, it's not always the most powerful, but I have like a shield deck. So um, you get a a character to run it that has a special power. So Black Widow's my my leader deck leader for that deck. So it's like Agents of Shield deck, kind of. Yeah, it's an Agents of Shield deck. And when you when you um, summon various people from the same kind of um, franchise. They, they buff each other. They give each other more power. So every time I summon uh, an agent of shield, they get stronger. And so it's kind of like a swarm deck where you just keep throwing agents out there. And it is kind of fun to see how they interpret the character into powers for the cards. Like Coulson, when you throw down Coulson, if there's no other, if you have no, no other characters in play, he summons a, a shield agent. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so it's just kind of a strategy game to see how you can get around and defeat the other guy, and there's a story, and it's a really, really, really fun game. And I'm, I'm <laughs> three days in and already addicted. You're playing this on your iPad? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, I think you can do it on your phone, too. I, I yeah. highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. Okay, what's it called? Uh, Marvel Battle Lines. Marvel Battle Lines. All right, I'm writing down because I'm about to shut off my damn brain for months. <laughs> <laughs> so this sounds like a worthy uh, a worthy time suck. <laughs> That's the way to do it. All right. Um, I am not going to have us go to commercial break quite yet. We'll we'll split up the, the movies a, bit, a little bit. Two, four, six, eight. We've got nine on the docket, so maybe four and four. Yeah, that because sounds good. One of, the, one of them we're going to mention, but we're not going to we're not going to dive into today. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, explain what this is that we're, we're what are we covering t- uh, on this mega three part odyssey? All right. So we're basically looking at a combination of our theories, other fan theories and leaks and everything that you could possibly want to predict or theorize for phase four of the MCU. Right. So this is like everything. This is the one-stop shop for everyone who's wondering what could possibly, you know, uh, uh, come with Marvel, what, what's already, you know, set in stone, what's being rumored, what's been hinted at, um, what they could be setting up, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. And with a little bit of what we'd really like to see thrown in. Yeah, of course. Always. Yeah. (laughs) Now, now this is definitely spoilers for Endgame. Oh, right. I mean, honestly, this is spoilers for any movie up until up and through Endgame. Yeah, who hasn't seen Endgame by now? Come on. 
You'd be surprised. I've heard a lot of people that are like, yeah, I just haven't gotten to it yet. And it's, I saw an article that, that it's struggling to pass Avatar. People, we have to get it over the, the finish line. So I've got it past Avatar already. I, I thought I saw one that said that it wasn't quite there yet. Oh, maybe I'm think- I was thinking opening weekend, not like complete box office. Yeah, not, com- not complete box office. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And then on the other side of this, we, we may be spoiling – Upcoming movies, we don't know. I mean, I think we'll pat ourselves on the back if we do. Yeah, but. exactly. I was just <laughs> say that if we do spoil movies that we don't know about yet, good on us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell your um, friends about the podcast. <laughs> so I, I, the first thing I did was was to see what like leaks. I had heard that there were leaks that had just happened, and so um, there are two leaked. I, I put air quotes, which you can't see on radio. Um, <laughs> A leaked version, uh, leaked versions of the Phase Four schedule. One is the more legitimate leak version, again air quotes, um, because it's from like a picture of a presentation. Where the other one, after it was released, was admitted to be um, a a, a theory list by a podcaster or a YouTuber. So that's that's what that is. And this is like a release schedule for movies, both announced already and unannounced yet, correct? Right. This is this Got is it. supposedly the next three years of phase four movies. Got it. Um officially in phase three, but we're of course starting off with Spider Man Far From Home, which is supposed to be the transition um yes. movie. Um in May of next year is supposed to be Black Widow, which we have heard is a prequel. Kind of would have to be. <laughs> yeah, is that being confirmed that it's a prequel? No. Okay. Um, then November, the Eternals. So that's mentioned. That's next November. Yeah, November right. twenty twelve. So, so, right. So we got we got a Spider Man coming out in about a, maybe a month and a half, and then we have a year long break almost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Before Which Black I, Widow comes out. Which means that we're probably going to have more than just these three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Every couple of months, we're going to be like, "All right, new new theory episode." <laughs> um, and then the Eternal. So then next summer we have Black Widow, and then the that following November or fall we have the Eternals. Right. So only that, two Marvel movies on the schedule for next year, theoretically. Theoretically, well, and we know this is one thing we do know is that all the dates are correct. We just don't know what movies go into them. That's right. They like they stake their claim to a date, and then they say, "as you know, untitled movie." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, they have no problem moving it if there's something big opening the same weekend. Right. Well, I think that's why they announce the dates first because they want to lay claim to that weekend so that other um, studios don't don't schedule big releases on those same dates. Yeah. Uh, so 2021 in February, we have Black Panther 2. In May, we have Shang-Chi, which is a character that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah, that to me, that screams uh, international box office. Yes and no. I think, I mean, yes, of course, because they want to make money. But I do think that they are trying to go for diversity in characters. Right, and right, yeah. And they're also looking, I think, at how do we make a bunch of movies that aren't the same because they've been very good at diversifying the the tone of their movies. That's and so I, I am kind of excited to see a Marvel martial arts movie. Yeah, I wish 
I wish Iron Fist was still a viable <laughs> option. <laughs> well, maybe he'll come back. There are, there are some some rumors. Okay, okay. We'll get to those. Okay, then uh, Doctor Strange 2 in November, on November okay. 5th. And then that takes us into 2022 right. with Captain Marvel 2 in February, the new Avengers in May 6th, on May 6th, and July 29th, Ant-Man 3. So that's two movies remain, uh, one movie remaining this year, two movies next year, and then three movies each of the next two years. Right. How much of this is, we, we know Spider-Man. That's as much as we know, for sure. Mm-hmm. We don't even know if May 1st, 2020 is for sure Black Widow yet. No, but everybody's pretty sure that's what's going to happen because that's the only movie that is for sure been in production. Wow. Wow. Okay. Which is part of the reason why we have a year's gap in it is because I don't think any of these movies are in pre-production, I'm assuming, but yeah. none of them are in production. That's interesting that, um, you know, we're, we're getting <laughs> of the original Avengers. Almost all of them have had their solo movies, right? Cap, Thor, Iron Man, um, except for, for Hawkeye and Black Widow. Who am I missing? Mm-hmm. Oh, Hulk, Hulk, of course. Right. Um, and yet Black Widow is getting her, finally getting her solo movie, but it's like. It's post-mortem. Year, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a year <laughs> after, like is after her character's dead in the universe. So, and then looking at the rest of the potential slate, that's it for the, the, the original Avengers. Like I don't see, I mean, Hawkeye will, will be on Disney plus. Right. No, right? they are there. You can tell from the lineup. Um, even the other lineup, um, we're, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to go through the other lineup because I think there's one big noticeable difference in that one that I'd like to bring up later in the show. Okay. One thing oh, that yeah. did not make this leaked version that was in the original version that everybody's like, wait, what about that movie? Um, so, so the next one we've got is Spider-Man Far From Home. And we That's, know, yeah. yeah, we know it's phase three. End of phase three, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard anything more about what's going on with Spider-Man? I mean, I've heard potential plot, you know, ideas kind of thrown out there. Um, I've watched a few trailer breakdowns and, you know, people picking up on certain clues, this and that. I really loved um, uh, watching uh, Kevin Smith's breakdown of the trailer because he's actually written Mysterio. He's written one of the more popular Mysterio, Mysterio stories uh, when he was writing Daredevil, mm-hmm. and um, he he said something that uh, other people have said, but I just love the way he said it. He's like, "This guy's a liar. I mm-hmm. I know this guy. I've written this guy. He's a liar. I don't believe anything that he says." So, you know, they're setting him up to be uh, a superhero, right? Mm-hmm. In the movie that teams up with Spider Man. Um. And I, I tend to agree with with a lot of takes out there, which is that that's going to be a that's that's going to be like a, a what's it, a red herring or, or whatever. He's he's not really going to be a superhero. Well, and I've also heard that it's it's kind of one of those situations where he is um, he wants to be, but he's creating the problems to solve. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a fame thing. It's not an altruism thing. 
What's funny is in the trailer, they also mention that he's from another dimension. He's from another yes. reality. So they're picking up the thread from Avengers Endgame of alternate realities, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and one thing that I'd like to see that Kevin Smith pointed out was, he's like, I do think that there are alternate realities, but I don't think that he's from one. I think Interesting. He, thinks, he thinks that's a lie. Right, that that he's actually from our reality, but he's pretending to be from another one. Now, do you think the elemental monsters are from a different reality? I thought they were the, the they're the elementals, right? They're an actual group. They're an actual group of villains, right? My understanding, though, is that it's not going to be Sandman, Molten Man, and um, whatever the Hydro Man. Uh, Hydro, Hydro Man. Yeah, it's not going to actually be them. It's going to be. Like elemental monsters. That's what I've heard. Oh, see, I have heard the opposite. Listen to this. The elementals are four extra dimensional humanoids who became immortals with power over natural forces. So that ties into the whole alternate dimension, alternate reality thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does. I, I just I was under the impression that they were basically gaiju, but elemental. Man. I why that would bum me out. Why wouldn't you tie it into like why would you have a, a dude made of fire that's not Alfire or a dude made of you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree, but you know I I don't know. I'm I'm on I'm on for the ride. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 like well if they're doing it, there's probably a reason. Sandman is not one of the elementals, is he? Um, I think he. I think there is a sand elemental or earth elemental. What? Oh, yeah. it says here. I'm looking at the team lineup. Lineup. It says Hellfire generates fire and flames. Hydron, not Hydroman. Hydron, a foe with aquatic powers. Magnum abilities that allow manipulation of earth minerals and rock. And Zephyr, sole female of the team who has power to control the wind and sky. So those are the elementals. Mm-hmm. Now we're thinking of traditional Spider-Man villains, Sandman and Hydroman. Right. Well, they're two different things. They are. Um, but I remember from uh, this is the advantage of going to watch all, or read all of the really like B and C level comic books. <laughs> yeah. Um, in New Warriors, they like Hydro Man and I think Hellfire were both, they both changed, like Hydro Man changed his name to the um whatever you just read oh okay got it like like it's the same people it's just with their later names got it okay yeah it says there's a there's an article from january in screen rent that says that far from home easter eggs reveal elemental villains real identities and they do name three sandman molten man and hydro man yeah huh okay that's interesting. It'll be interesting. It'll, yeah. be, it'll be very interesting. Sandman is one of my all-time favorite Spider-Man villains. It's Sandman and the Lizard are my were all uh, my two favorite Spider-Man villains of my childhood. So I'm excited. I thought Sam Raimi nailed Sandman. I was bummed that it was he was in such a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm psyched that they're if they're taking another run at him, that that would make me happy. I hope they do. I hope that's what it is. Yeah, it would be very cool because he is yeah. a very cool character. Yeah. Um, but everybody's saying this is setting up the multiverse. Right. And 
he might like Mysterio might not be from the multiverse, but they say it is really this is this is like a big everybody's saying if it's going to be the multiverse, it means we're doing Secret Wars. What what is is Secret Wars a multiverse story? Well, not the original one. The original one, I think, was just the um, oh, what's his name? It was it was some cosmic being that was like, "Hi, here's a battle word. Fight battle right. world. Go fight each other." That was back um, in the eighties, right? Yeah, the new one was like this really long setup arc where something was happening. And again, I've I know it. I haven't read it, so I'm giving you the Wikipedia version. Um, something's happening that's causing the realities to collide, and so um, the Marvel Illuminati, which are like Reed Richards and. Charles Xavier and Namor and Black Bolt and all the like big brains of the Marvel universe. They, they put their heads together and they come up with a way to basically destroy those other universes so that ours doesn't get destroyed, which is really controversial. And is that the right thing to do? And ultimately they start coming at us so quickly that what they end up doing is, and again, spoilers, if this is the way they go, but Dr. Doom takes the infinity gems and basically creates one world that is all the other realities. And they combine like every splinter reality that you've ever seen in the Marvel comic is somewhere on this planet. So they're kind of nodding to the original secret wars in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Right, but it's the it's the updated Secret Wars that just happened a few years ago, right? Yeah, and that that's right. where you got like X Men ninety two, which was based on the cartoon v- version, <laughs> and then you had um, the Spider Verse, and it's how right. I think Spider Gwen and um, and uh, Gwenpool right. both both ended up in our reality, and so you said. The original one was tied to like a toy line or something, right? And mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. right. And that, so it was kind of gimmicky, uh, but strangely popular. That was where Spider Man got the first got the black suit, correct? Right. That's where he found Venom. Yes. Okay. And so they're, I wonder, they're probably going to combine ideas and storylines from both, right? Because if they, if they end up doing Secret Wars at any point. Yeah, I think I think so. I think they're sitting. I think it's going to be one of those things where w- when they messed with time, um, in Endgame, this is kind of the repercussions. But they, man, they, they got to be playing a long game here because they. Oh they yeah, can't, you know, we we just had the Infinity Stones deal. Like, there's no way they're gonna Doom's gonna do that. You know, anytime soon. No, and, and that's why everybody's like everybody thinks that that's the next thing, and I do think it's the next thing, but I think it's the culmination of phases four, five, and six. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make more sense, and it it feels better because you know that we're gonna have fatigue. You know, we're gonna have crazy crossover fatigue, like just like in the comic books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Got it. Okay. So you think that the multiverse 
in spite in the next Spider-Man movie that that concept picking up from Endgame, they're gonna like really integrate it into Marvel starting now into the movies, mm-hmm. so yep. that by the time four five phases four five and six roll out and we're prepping for Secret Wars, it's just like another thing. Like people aren't like still struggling to figure out what the hell that means. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be kind of like okay, we have a like I think a lot of the movies are gonna deal with multiverse. Yeah. Um, threats. Yeah. But it's going to it's going to give you that feeling of everything picking up like yeah. over the course of the next 3 phases. Well, another thing that I've been thinking about is, mm-hmm. you know, if if we got Mysterio and let's say they do go the Sandman route, I mean, how long before Marvel does the Sinister 6? Well, and that's what everybody thinks Spider-Man 3 is going to be. Oh my god, that would be fucking awesome <laughs> yeah because i mean they've already hinted to it with the vulture putting things together right right they have that's right in the in the prison scene in the the end credit scene yeah he he talks to the scorpion yeah it's a scorpion that's right oh dude i i just yeah i hope sony just drops that yeah because you know I mean, I know they're pushing forward with Venom, aren't they? I think so, and they can they can do that. It'll be a while before I think we need Venom. I don't think. Yeah, we need Venom. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I guess <laughs> enough other stuff going I know, on. I know that's true. So, so you, I also see here that that you you think that um, they may be introducing Oscorp into the mm-hmm. this next Spider-Man movie. Right now, I mean, I love Spider-Man in the movies. Spider-Man has never been my comic book, so. I I know I know Norman Osborn as um, as the Green Goblin, right? And as a big business deals with sciency stuff and puts yeah. together Sinister Six. Apparently, he did a lot more than that. Yeah, didn't he like run for president at one point or something? Uh, he's definitely been in in government. So I am saying I I am going to throw out there that the big bad for phase four and five is going to be Norman Osborn. Oh, that's cool. That was, yeah. I like that. Well, and that brings us to one of the questions that, um, Rob from the, um, from now sometimes Rob, uh, formerly of the comic box, <laughs> he said, um, I'll just ask cosmic grounded or both. And are we at a point where cosmic stuff can finally be taken seriously, or does it still have to be mixed with a lot of comedy? And I would say that phase four, at least is going to be very earthbound and, and grounded. I don't think we're going to get a lot of cosmic anything, which I love. It's smart. It's smart to do it that way. Yeah. Cause you've got to rebuild up the, the hype. Yeah, and you've got all exactly. yeah, and you've got all these characters that you need to kind of like explore and introduce. So, so I think Spider Man is a very good, and it makes sense because we're we're ending we're we're moving from a Spider Man movie into Phase Four. Yeah, it would make sense that a Spider Man villain is what's going into yeah Phase Four. I just found a great article from way back December two thousand eighteen. All the ways the MCU may have already set up Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, Joe. I like this. Osborne is—I mean, yeah, he's a Spider-Man villain in the comics, but he's 
the Spider-Man villain in the comics. Yeah, like he's he is Spider-Man. Everything he has his hands in everything. He's the one who puts together Sinister Six. Six, right? Right. Well, and as we get further in, because I don't know how, like, he apparently has been up to a lot of stuff that I didn't realize, and so yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it until we get there. But okay. there's a lot of stuff that he's done. Yeah. That that makes him a good. Like, there's a lot of plot lines. When you start hearing the plot lines he's involved in, you're going to be like, oh yeah, of course he's the new. Batman. When are we getting to that? Because I want to deep dive into that now. Um, <laughs> you got me. High. I am zipping ahead. I. <laughs> I do mention a little bit at the end of today. It's a teaser for next 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 week. Okay, got it. All right. So that brings us to Black Widow and May 1st. And I am struggling the most with the Black Widow movie. What? Why? Because I don't know what, like, if it's set in the past, which everybody thinks it is. I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, but I think it has been. If it's set in the past, Why? What is it going to add to the the story? If it's just a, oh, hey, here's a cool Black Widow story. You know, we finally get to see what happened in, uh, uh, was it Bangladesh? Right. Or Budapest. Or Budapest. Budapest. Um, So, like, that's cool. And I'm sure that would be great. But no movie that we've seen right now hasn't pushed the plot forward. Yeah. So what is the Black Widow going to do to push the story forward. That's a good point. We know that they're cast. They've cast it, right? Yeah, well, I know that I know that Scarlett Johansson does appear in it. Whether <laughs> she's the star or not, I don't know. Oh, wow. Why would um, she be the star? I, I, I don't know. That's the thing. I was struggling with this movie. Um, and then I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but it's P U G H P U. It is P U. Yeah. Florence P U. Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, who apparently is a clone of the Black Widow. That I remember that character. I read that arc, that Black Widow arc, back when it came out, and that was excellent. I'm trying to remember well, who wrote that it. That might be the way it goes. J.G. Jones was the artist. I remember. I loved those books. That was part of um, what was Joe Quesada's um imprint at at Marvel, where he did he did Ghost Rider. He did Daredevil. It was like was Marvel, the Marvel Knights. Knights. Marvel yeah. Knights, yeah. So I think this Black Widow story was part of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And God, it was great. Devin Grayson wrote it, and JG Jones illustrated it, and it was excellent. So I'm I'm pumped for that story. If they're, if they're weaving elements of that story into this movie, then I'm I'm excited for that just because it's good. But I think you mm-hmm. have an excellent point there of. How is it going to move the, the story forward? And I think just because we can't see how right now doesn't mean it's not going to do it. Right. But as a fan, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> right. I need right. to know. Well, if if Black Widow is the movie that's coming out May 1st, 2020, we're going to get the first trailer for that, what, January, February? Yeah. So, you know. Got a while. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I, I so love that, that. I love because now I feel like I have something to look for. Like, how how are they gonna? How is it, uh, this movie gonna be relevant to Phase Four and and what's going on now and full going forward? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's one thing. Obviously, the one element of this is fan service. Right. She's a very popular right. character. People have been clamoring for you know her own solo movie for a while now. Scarlett Johansson. You know, almost it feels like she's earned. 
her own solo film, you know, Adventures, Black Widow. So that's all great. But is that it? Like, would that be enough to make them make this movie? Right. That's that's where I'm. And so I'm like, okay, like, I don't know. You've read the arc. Is there anything that they can pull forward into something else other than maybe giving us a new Black Widow? It mostly dips into her origins and stuff, that arc. And it's, you know, like they, they, she's supposed to replace her. The new one is supposed to replace the, you know. Um, well, maybe she actually Natasha. does. Natasha. Yeah, maybe she does. No kidding. Just just a fun little silly thing. I've, I I show at the end of the year because the kids are done as and I am done with the kids. Uh, I show The Island <laughs> because it's a good parallel to Brave New World, which is the, the book we read. <laughs> yeah, and, Michael Bay movie. Yeah, with with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson, and there's yeah. a scene where Scarlett Johansson's about to fall off a building, and Ewan McGregor's holding her. And I swear to God, it's the exact same pose as uh, Hawkeye and her in Endgame. Oh, that's and funny. so every you know, I have to watch this movie four times because I've got four classes that 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 watch it, and every time it gets to that scene, people are like, "Oh, but it's it, it happened, but this is in the nineties. Like they freak out. It's kind of fun. That's funny. That's great. I love. I, someone's got to point that out on, on social media. I'm sure it's out there. That's great. Yeah. What one kid was like too soon. <laughs> um, okay. So that's black widow. I, I gotta say I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. I I'm, I'm curious. And I think especially if it's a like high spy drama. Yeah. That's gonna yeah. be awesome. Who knows what state the MCU is going to be in after Spider-Man though. Right. You know, we don't know what that's going to set up or what the cliffhanger is going to be or whatnot. So, you know, Black Widow could be anything. And and if it's coming out a year later, it might have nothing to do with Spider-Man. It might just be picking up a thread. That, I feel like just looking at the dates, Marvel's putting a lot on this solo Black Widow movie. Yeah, because it's going to be what launches, you know, it is the first movie in Facebook. Yes, yes. That's pretty odd. Mm, okay. Okay, so that brings us to the Eternals, which you and I have talked about, I think, a little bit on the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> now we're like, to me, this is the one that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around, Joe. Mm-hmm. This is the one that feels like, okay, we are in uncharted territory now. Like, if people thought, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was an odd choice back, remember, when it was announced that people were like, what? What the hell? Like... Why that property? To me, this has that feeling. Yeah, I, I get it. But, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy, we got something that everybody loves. So, I again, I have faith in the Marvel. <coughs> yeah, totally. But, um, and there's a lot of fun characters that can come out of that. I don't know. I don't know that the Eternals themselves are... Um, I don't know how they're going to make them interesting. The conversation I had with Troidal Power, who's one of our streamers on the network, um, was basically about. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, I said, um, I know I'm in the minority, but I don't love Gaiman. I always feel like it takes forever for him to get to the point. Ooh. Because the story arc, we think that he's going to do is um the neil that i think they're going to do is the neil gaiman one that was done in oh 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 neil gaiman okay so you're talking about the story that yeah because he like rebooted the eternals right yeah okay and it makes it makes sense it was like seven issues and they they didn't know that they were 
immortals with superpowers. Right. And I got through like two issues. And then when somebody pointed out it was Neil Gaiman, I was like, Oh, that's why I have, I, I struggle with Neil Gaiman. I don't know why I know I'm in the minority. Yeah. Well, but yeah, if someone, you know, I'm a huge Neil Gaiman fan, but if someone asked me to recommend something, it would not be any superhero stuff. Yeah, like maybe that. I'm just reading his wrong stuff. <laughs> yeah, like it seems. I mean, I'm sure it's a cool story, but you know, sometimes you got to pay the bills and uh, you know, you take on a project. And who was the actor that was like, "Oh, it's George Clooney," I think, because like, I got do one for them, and then I get to do one for me. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I do the yeah. big blockbuster thing, and then I get to do my little, you know, arty independent film that I, I'm excited about. You know. Yeah. Um, um, I continued on with the uh, the conversation. I said, I couldn't do the seventies. It was too slow. I didn't care about any of the characters. <laughs> That's right. Wow. You know, you deserve a lot for taking that deep dive. And <laughs> I, I tried. I couldn't, I could get through more than like, I think I got through three issues. Was that the um, original Kirby stuff? Yeah. Oh. Writ- written by who? Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I just know that it was very, it was very seventies. It was very like, we are going to do this now. Now we are going to do this. And I'm like, Oh God, I can't. <laughs> oh my God. That's, those so comics, powers, they're so like that as well. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Troidal Power goes on and says, without reading them, I totally believe it. They were slow and boring characters in the, the, uh, Neil Gaiman run too but he leaned into that in a really solid way and so i said from what i am seeing they basically have superman syndrome so there's nothing to latch on to it's like when you see Kiefer sutherland disarming a nuclear bomb on 24 and think to yourself he's gonna be fine there's still 18 hours left i find that's quickly followed by why am i watching this and that's what i'm worried about the eternals if they're so if they're immortal yeah what kind of threat are we going to throw at them that is going to make us care about it? Right. They, I mean, it's such an, this is why it's such an interesting choice to me because it does feel like it can, it can almost be anything, Joe. Mm -hmm. Like it can almost, it's just, we just know that they're super powered and it's, you know, kind of cosmic level stuff. Right. Right. And then that's it. They can turn this into, you know, a coming of age story. They can turn it into, uh, you know, some kind of origin, you know, for, for these characters. Um, they can, I mean, they can turn it, it, it can be a space movie. I, I don't think it's going to be a space movie because again, the 2006 is about them just kind of living ordinary lives and then slowly realizing that they're not ordinary, which can be cool. Like going through that process with them could be yeah. very cool. And it could be like a family hero, like what the fantastic four should be where it's about them finding and supporting each other. Mm. Um, but then it's like, okay, but then who's your, you know, like, who do you throw at them? Like what, what is the what is the comic bookness of this movie? Yeah, yeah. So Kirby left Marvel to go work at DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, started the saga of the New Gods. Um, those titles got canceled. Right. He mm-hmm. returned to Marvel and then created the Eternals, which is basically Marvel's New Gods. Right. Right. And so he actually wrote it and drew it. I thought I honestly thought so, but I didn't want to say yeah, it because I wasn't yeah. sure. And then and then a couple other writers wove 
the Eternals storyline into Thor. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that could be really cool. Because mm-hmm. I want well, more again, Thor. <laughs> yes. And, and again, Circe is the one that everybody thinks Angelina Jolie is going to play. Yeah. And she's a really cool Avenger. Like, she has depth. She's really cool. She's kind of got this... You know, she would hang out with with Hercules a lot because they were both living in Greece around the same time. Yeah, um, and so I feel like there's character. Like if we could get Cersei into the Marvel universe as an Avenger, would be amazing. Yeah, that would but, be amazing. Yeah, dang. Yeah. So, and there's another Thor, famous Thor creator, um, Walt Walter Simonson, who also mm-hmm. um, uh, wrote part of an internal story. So. I mean, it's on that level. It'd be great. It, it makes sense if, I mean, I, I understand this this thread that you have going of like, you know, they're going to be uh, low level stories, you know, earth, very earthbound stories or whatnot. But like, it sounds like they have a lot of potential for being more than that. And haven't we heard that like, they don't, didn't Kevin Faggy want the, the Marvel universe to get more cosmic as well? I, I don't know. I didn't hear that. But I feel like there's a lot of evidence that points to not until phase five. Okay. Yeah. I love, I, and you know, it's funny, but I totally believe all of this planning. Like Mar- mm-hmm, this is, mm-hmm. Marvel has proven that they will do that. They they're capable of this. You know, right. they will, they will, they will spend an entire phase on earth to set up later things. Yeah. That would be, yeah. That'd be cool. All right. All right. I'm more, you got me more hyped about Eternals now. <laughs> All right, so this brings me to Black Panther, and I think this will be the last one we do before the break. Black Panther 2, everybody is saying the big bad's going to be Namor. Oh my god, that would be fucking amazing! I would lose my shit. Now, do you think it'll be the classic, like, heroes fight each other until they have to team up against an actual bad guy? You know, if it ain't broke, Joe, don't fix it. <laughs> There's no need. There's no need. Let it be that. That'd okay, be I added this... I added this while you were rebooting your computer, so I don't know that it's there, but I'm kind of interested to hear your reaction. What? With regards to – because the whole thing about um, about Black Panther 2 – I mean, yeah, Black Panther 2 and Namor is that it's going to be the Atlanteans against Wakanda. Yes. And then the first movie, as much as it was about the Black Panther, it was really about who is going to rule – Wakanda. Yeah, the first movie was definitely about Wakanda, and then it ended taking the story outside of Wakanda. Like that was the huge, uh, uh, kind of change, right? The arc yeah. ended with like, hey, we're not just gonna be sort of you know this secret nation anymore. We are going to establish connections with the outside world, right? Which makes me ask the question: Is the Black Panther? franchise not about T'Challa but about Wakanda. Is Wakanda the main character of these movies? Oh, you know, I mean that's that's an interesting take. Um I just feel like then what was the point of the first movie being all about letting themselves be known to the rest of the world? You know what I mean? But it's like, not letting it's not letting the Black Panther be known to the rest of the world because he was already kind of seen by the rest of the world. It was about Wakanda being made known to the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, they're setting up, 
the last movie ends with them like setting up like a, a school in Oakland. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's cool because that, that is a great way to make these movies stand out, make black Panther movies stand out from the rest of, you know, the, the MCU. Um, they could be kind of more politically, um, motivated in terms of like, you know, um, they didn't like like wasn't his character introduced like at the UN with his dad or something like that? Right. Yeah. So now it becomes about how nations you know engage and how countries sort of you know squabble and 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 deal with things on that level. Yeah. And so the first movie, if the first movie is about Wakanda's place in the world, and then right. the second movie is about Wakanda versus Atlantis. I mean, that's yes. I'm I'm all in. Now I need that. Now it needs to be that, or I will be disappointed, Joe. That sounds amazing. Um, are, are we building? I, are we building up the? Um, are we building up the expectations too high? Oh hell yeah, dude! I mean, <laughs> I, I really hope. I really hope that they cast Namor, Namor, or Namor as uh, as Asian. Yeah, I really hope they do that, um, and then. But that also because there's an opportunity there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then that also, if if they end up pitting, you know, the Asian characters against like the African characters, it's like really like mm-hmm. why you know why the two minorities got to fight? You know what I mean? Right. Um, no, I can see that. So so I don't know. Um, but man, there's so much potential there for those stories. I just love the idea of those characters bouncing off each other. Well, and the the they've talked about how Phase Four is supposed to be about diversity, hmm. diversity of have storytelling. They, have they actually character. said that? They have um, come out and said that? I, I I believe so. I I feel like I that's what I was I was getting that quote in a lot of articles. Okay, um, from Kevin Feige. Um, so, like, if you go back to the, just the ones that we've talked about, Black Widow female lead uh the eternals the eternals are basically the gods of back in the day but it's not just the greek gods it's greece it's it's egypt it's just all like hindu it's all of them so there's a lot of potential for all of the eternals to be of different ethnicities Mm. and then obviously we're back to wakanda yeah yeah so yeah and and you're right i'm i'm seeing a lot of that right now just on a quick search, there's loads of articles talking about how it is a focus for Marvel. Yeah. Diver- diversity. So, yeah, I mean, that that falls in line. God, I, not, I'm so excited for Black Panther 2 right now. Just got <laughs> so February 2021. Great. Okay. <laughs> it's a ways away. It was a year and a half away. Um, All right. So- yeah, that, I, what I love about that is like now we are really expanding this world, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then Namor is a connection to the Fantastic Four, as is Black Panther. I mean, that's right. he made his debut in Fantastic Four, so now we're really starting to, you know, set things up that that we all want to see, right? So that's it. That's the first four movies, if you count Spider. Uh, oh no, actually, yeah, this first four movies, if you count Spider Man Far From Home. Before we go to break, yes, didn't Okoye mm-hmm. in Endgame say that there was a there was an Easter egg there 
right? Where their holograms are interacting with Black Widow as she's like acting director of what's left of S.H.I.E.L.D. at that point. And they're all checking in with different fires, you know, uh, uh, metaphorical fires that they're putting out around the world. And Okoye does say, right, like there's these earthquakes that are happening. Um, where were they happening? Off the coast. Off the coast of Wakanda? Um, off the coast. Well, I don't know. I think isn't Wakanda off the coast landlocked? Of Africa? Off the coast of Africa. There's these unexplained earthquakes happening in the ocean off the coast of Africa. I We're not sure what it is yet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that is a great, I think you've mentioned it before on this, on this pod. That is a great setup for what ultimately could be Namor and Atlantis. Yeah. Everybody immediately went and said Namor. And I was like, I, I was like, well, I just never think of Namor being a black Panther villain, but apparently they have quite the history and it is always about Atlantis versus Wakanda. Great. And they're both connected through the fantastic four. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and tell you about some of our other shows on the network and we will be right back. Hi everyone. I'm Katie and I'm Chelsea and we are the hosts of tea time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie. Yes. Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice and download our podcast today. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. And so we're going to move right into uh, the next movie, which May 7th, 2021, Shang-Chi. Right. Now, this is why I said this in the start when we were like going over the the release schedule. Mm -hmm. I just know in terms of like the film industry nowadays, in order to get these movies made, international box office is like a huge part of um, is a huge factor in terms of like financing and, and getting these movies produced. Right. Right. And we've seen over the last few years, how lots of movies have started to find ways to like add appeal to international, uh, audiences in their films, especially um, China. Yes. Especially China, because that's the huge one. Right. Well, and I, because my understanding is, is um, because I, I have a friend who, who used to do, do um, international digital marketing for Sony. Oh, okay. and, and he would say that, like, they, I think they only allow X number of movies into the country a year. Right, right. And there's also, there's um, certain, like, uh, choices that have to be made with, with, in terms of, like, censorship, right? Like, there's certain... Right plot lines or story ideas or whatever that they won't uh, uh, include. Right. 
Um, and so, I mean, it's smart of Marvel, but I also think I feel like part of it, and not to say that the character doesn't have its own appeal because he's been around since the seventies and like super popular, um, at least within comic book audiences. But, um, you know, it makes it's like a perfect like shoe in, like tie in to like, okay, you know, not only are we trying to diversify like the type of stories we tell and the characters we present, but also our audiences. Right. Right. So that, I mean, it just makes total sense to me. And He's a cool, like, Bruce Lee kind of, uh, I think in the 70s when, like, the kung fu craze was going through, like, the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's when a lot of these characters, these, like, exploitation-type characters were introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, like, it's a cool character. And you know what? It's a grounded character. It's a very grounded character. And I have to say he was one of my favorite characters when they did the, like, mega there's like 30 of us avengers like he was just <laughs> a fun little side character that would often like just have these insights um one of the articles i read says he just works well with everybody he's just kind of a very kind character mm. and so he's just kind of different than anything we have right now and might kind of fill in for that captain america oh right boy scout kind of feel yeah that's true that's true. Isn't, yeah, wasn't he, like, I'm trying to remember some of his backstory. Um, because I remember r- reading him a lot when he was part of X-Men. There was a part run. X-Men? Yeah, yes, there was a really? run. Yes, after, I think it was leading up to Heroes Reborn. Okay. There was a run where I remember because it was drawn by Carlos Pacheco. He's a is an artist from Spain. Of course, I, you know, I know all of these runs by the artist name. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but Carlos Pacheco was was drawing the X Men in uh, in ninety seven ninety six to ninety eight, mm-hmm. and um, this was when Wolverine had bone claws. Oh, okay. And he was like kind of beasting out too. He was like right. his like feral side was taking over. Yeah. And uh, and this was during the Operation Zero Tolerance storyline, where Nimrod was like that pink villain was like taking over, right? And uh, Shang Chi was on the X Men for like a good stretch, and that's that's where I learned a lot about the character, and that's when I was like, wow, this guy's a badass. That's but you're right. I remember that series, but I don't remember him. I'll have to go back and look. Oh yeah, it was like a there was like a two or three issue. Uh, arc that focused on him and bringing him into the fold of the X-Men characters. I loved, I loved zero tolerance. I thought it was actually a pretty good, like I, I love the whole X-Men versus Sentinels stuff. Oh yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So Shang-Chi, that's man. That's such a good point about the type of character that he is and possibly, you know, filling in the, um, I guess like the, 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 the plot aspects or the, or the character dynamic aspects that Steve Rogers would bring to the table. Right. Um, I guess part of the leak that happened last week was that um, saying she's father may be the Mandarin and that Kevin Feige has said that they have been talking about bringing a real Mandarin in because was it Iron Man three that the Mandarin or two? Yes. Iron Iron Man three Three. written by Shane black. Um, He was played by Ben Kingsley. Yes, it was, it was, it was a lot, a lot of people were like shocked in not a good way. I thought it was an interesting way to take the character. 
it's one of my favorite Marvel movies, Iron Man 3. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like in the top five for me, seriously. And uh, I was ecstatic about what they did with the character. Because it's a problematic character, the Mandarin. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Big- totally problematic, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, how are they even going to? And then just the way they went about it, which spoilers, if you haven't seen Iron Man 3, um, you know, it turns out to be a ruse. It turns out the Mandarin is just this fake, this this cipher really for, you know, um, the real bad guy, who Killian uh, something or something like that, um, who to kind of manipulate world governments. Right. Uh, so good. And it's such a funny moment too. the reveal of like Ben Kingsley, like he's actually a hired actor. Um, mm-hmm. So good. So, oh man, I'm going to watch Iron Man three tonight. I love, that. <laughs> I love that take on the Mandarin. Cause it also kind of, you know, it poked it, it, it knowingly kind of, you know, it, it, it poked holes into the character because it's a thin character. It is, you know, it, it is a, a um, kind of an offensive stereotype. So right. I just love that they undid it in that way. Um, but yeah, you're right. A lot of people were upset uh, by how they handled the character because they love the character from the comics. And I remember Kevin Feige saying not long after that, hey, you know, we are gonna we are making moves to introduce that the real Mandarin character into the MCU, which I wonder how they're going to do that because, <laughs> you know, it's well, problematic. Pi- yeah, the pictures that I've seen floated around is – businessman mandarin like he's in a suit um he's got a goatee it's not this fu manchu mustache and uh and you know i like the idea of kind of this corporate executive it's like the like the darth vader character that like he's in a boardroom and somebody pisses him off so he zaps him with one of his rings yeah yeah i also love how they handled that the 10 rings was the name of the org of the terrorist organization from the first iron man movie Right, and I can see that being kind of him actually being the head of it and being having his hands in all of this stuff. That have we don't you watched? Remember. Have you watched the the Marvel one shot short films? I didn't. I didn't know about them. I don't know how I didn't know about them, but I have not <gasps> seen them. I need to find. I need to. I need to find access to them. How did you not know about them? I Joe, don't know. They are excellent, and they fill in the gaps and the little plot holes between all of these movies and the actual actors from these movies are all in them. Okay. So I'm going to come out to your house sometime this summer and we're just going to, Oh yes, let's do it. We'll do a short. It'll be like a Marvel short ship, short film festival. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's so good. There's, uh, um, there's a bunch of them out there. So the, the one that I'm, the reason I bring this up is because there's one called all hail the King. Mm-hmm. And it's a short film starring Ben Kingsley, who's, you know, due to the events of Iron Man 3, he's in in prison behind bars. And he gets a visit from somebody who represents the real Mandarin. Mm. He doesn't like, I'm not really spoiling anything because that's like in the first couple minutes. He doesn't like how Ben Kingsley has been portraying him. Mm. That's a really good way of doing it. There's another one called Item 47 about these normal, regular people who happen upon some alien tech right after the Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. And what and the adventure that they go on using this alien tech. That's so There's, cool. I, they're so good, Joe. Like, uh, there, there was a kind of a plot hole 
in that at the end of Iron Man, I think two, or maybe the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, Tony Stark makes an appearance at the end of the of the Incredible Hulk, um, in a, in a, in a mid credit sequence where he visits uh, Thunderbolt Ross in a bar mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and tries to talk to him, and people are like, "Why the fuck would?" they even be approaching Thunderbolt Ross about this, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a one shot called the consultant that like basically explains that. So good. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah okay, I, I guess cause I don't do, I don't do DVDs anymore. And I think that's why I've missed them all. Cause aren't they all on the right. DVDs? Yeah. That's- they're all DVD extras. Yeah. But now they're all online, but yeah, they're all DVD extras. You're right. So yeah. So that's Shang-Chi. And I, 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 maybe the the Mandarin his father that I, I had not heard that. Yeah, that was the that was supposedly the one that leaked with um with the actress playing Yelena Belova in the Black. Oh, Widow. got it, got it, cool. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Yeah, and I, I I would like to see a Marvel um martial arts movie. I think it'll be really good. Yeah, no kidding. They can right the wrongs of the Iron Fist. Yes. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange 2, November 5th, 2021. Um, it's rumored to take place in the 80s, which is another one that got Where, leaked. What? I don't, I don't know. Which brings me to the question, are, are a lot of these Phase 4 movies taking place, are they prequels to get characters to be available for Phase 5? I've, you know, what's funny is that I've heard, and I, this could just be like someone on Twitter just talking shit, but I did remember seeing some comments about Spider-Man Far From Home is actually set like right before the snap or something like that. Well, that I've actually, they've already talked about how, well, maybe part of it after it is, um, it's supposed to be like his dealing with losing uh, Tony. Yeah. Um, and and they've basically said that yeah the important characters are all they all got snapped together so that's why they're okay. all still the same age okay but yeah I'm looking at like Black Widow you know probably a, a prequel um, the Eternals can be set whenever right that could be that could explain some of the powers that some characters have later on right you know um, uh, Black Panther two. I really hope that's not a prequel, but it could. No, be. I, that one I don't see fitting into the right. Yeah. Shang Chi could, yeah. And uh, you said Doctor Strange rumors that take place in the eighties, but he wasn't even Doctor Strange then. So then he would have to go back in time to become like I don't know. Right, that, that's if they if they returned all the Infinity Stones, does he even have the Eye of Agamotto anymore? I don't know. Did it carry that's itself a, through? That's like a major part of his character, right? And his power is the Eye of Agamotto. Right. I don't know. It'll be interesting love, to see. I love this note you have here. What does this movie do? Yeah. Well, I feel like, what is it? Like, I feel like all these movies play a role. And it's not introducing, not necessarily introducing a new character, but maybe it is. Um. You know, I just it, like I feel it's open. The only thing I can think of is if we continue with the Baron Mordo um, storyline. Oh yeah, then then you know he's going after a lot of different magic users, which would be okay. What if we got a Doctor Druid and a Doctor Voodoo 
and all these like fourth and fifth tier <laughs> magic users in this movie. How amazingly awesome would that be? This is like sixth, seventh tier. <laughs> who else? I mean, who, you have you have uh, possibly a Scarlet Witch crossover here. I do because, like in the in the comic book, Scarlet Witch uses a lot of like her her powers touch magic a lot. Yeah, they're like, magic based, right? Or yeah, they're very magic based. And we've seen we've seen her kind of use her arms to. So I I would wouldn't be surprised that she's one because she's got magic. She's one of the people that Baron Mordo goes after. Oh, they have to pick up the thread of Baron Mordo because they said they spent the whole first movie setting him up. Right, and they're not going after just anybody. Like he's not. They're not going after trained because he's not going after just trained wizards. Right, he's going after. Anybody who has magic. Is that is that what they set up at the end in the first Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, because wasn't wasn't at the end one of the um the stingers him killing off some guy oh, in a fight somewhere? Oh that's right. That's right. Benjamin Bratt's character. Yeah. That's right. Forgot about that. So it would make sense that if the Scarlet Witch had, and this is my theory, this is this is not out there as a, oh, we have evidence. This is just my, because I'm thinking, I cannot see us getting through the Scarlet Witch's character arc without her having read spinny ruin circles like like the, the sorcerer. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I but- can't see us, like, that's that character leaving the MCU before that kind of thing happens. Yeah, I mean... I don't know though, Joe, because in the comics, her powers are magic aligned, even though she's a mutant, mm-hmm. but the movies have pretty much set up that her powers are derived from experiments with an infinity stone. Yes. But that doesn't mean that they didn't enhance something that was already there. Yeah, that's true. And so if that get that, get, because Kevin Feige did say that they're doing a lot of team ups to move forward because they they have to give characters time. And when they do like Avengers movies, how are you going to give all of those characters time? So there's going to be a lot of that Iron Man, Spider-Man kind of thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, this one makes the most sense. So if Baird Mortar goes after Scarlet, Witch, that puts her in line with, um, Dr. Strange. And then, you know, they, they, it kind of carries the plot forward with him having, you know, this little team, like it would be awesome if it was a team of, of third and fourth tier magic users, Clea. Well, there's something here that is a cool idea that there, there is something here that I feel like you are insinuating with, with this, by throwing this idea out there are the actors and actresses that are, uh, uh, continuing their characters on Disney plus on the television platform are they going to be woven back into the movies? Because, I don't know. Because Scarlet Witch's story is going to be told there. So right. why would they Why would they feel the need to bring her back into the movie to tell her story? You know what I mean? Well, I don't know that they do. I don't know that it's her story. I think it's a character development because it doesn't sound like she's going to be developing her powers. The It sounds like if they're doing WandaVision set in the 50s, I can't see them doing anything other than her like imaginary children story, which again, whoever thought that we'd see her imaginary children in any sort of programming whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's enough there. 
I don't mean to like, I, I don't mean to like, uh, uh, you know, kind of swat down your cool idea of having like this magic themed, like, or, or this like magic war going on in Dr. Strange too. But I just feel like there's so much you could do with Dr. Strange. Like and a lot of this comes from not knowing a lot of Dr. Strange. I'll, I'll freely admit, and you don't have to worry about knocking down. Like I am putting it out into the world because I want to be able to say, I predicted if it, it happens, are there, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, I am not going to be disappointed. <laughs> Are there any like major crossover event Marvel events that had Doctor Strange as like a major like catalyst or force? I don't know. I feel like he's usually the one who's like, "Hey guys, there's a fire over here," and then they go there. Right, right. Um, he is the Sorcerer Supreme now, right? Like officially. Yes. Okay. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of places it could go now. I have to say, I I, he, I I know a lot of people didn't like his movie. I really liked it. It's 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 one of the ones that I keep going back to watch. It's quirky. Yeah, yeah. It's and I'm looking up most popular Doctor Strange stories. There's a lot here. There's 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 quite a few of them um, that are like must reads, like really like iconic Doctor Strange stories. None of them that I've read. But um, maybe, maybe this is homework for this summer. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. I, I'll take on that. I'll fall on that sword. Doctor <laughs> Strange, catch up on Doctor Strange stories from the comics. I do think that we're going to get a hint of at least a Phase Five villain in Doctor Strange Two. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Stinger has Doctor Doom in it. So that's so funny you say that. I'm literally, literally right now looking at a slide on this website on Newsarama, uh, uh, article about Doctor Strange stories mm-hmm. for this story written by Roger Stern and uh, illustrated by Mike Bignola called Triumph and Torment. And it's um, <laughs> some of Doctor Strange's best stories are the ones that pair him with unlikely allies, and no story is more emblematic of that than Triumph and Torment. In the story, Doctor Doom makes a deal with Doctor Strange to venture into hell and retrieve the soul of Doom's mother from the demonic Mephisto. And so this story lays the groundwork for the unlikely and tenuous friendship between Doom and Strange, which was mm-hmm. a critical part of of the recent secret wars. Secret wars. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh my god. I I would not be surprised. Nice. If, <laughs> if Doctor Doom is the major villain in most of the Phase Six. Movies. Right. Yes. Like it would be very it would be very interesting to see him carry a story arc across an entire phase. Of- they have to for Doom. Doom is that yeah. important to Marvel. Yeah. Doom is the iconic Marvel villain. They have to devote a whole phase to him, if not more. Yeah, and I think I think there's a lot of there's a lot of Empire Strike Back moments in phase <laughs> five. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, so good. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm I'm calling my shot in Doctor Strange. Don't know about the, the Scarlet Witch, that may be just wishful thinking. But the visuals in my head are just too cool not to actually get on screen. Yeah. But yeah. I am I am gonna say the stinger for Doctor Strange is going to be Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. Oh, that'd be great. God. And we got more? 
There's more. That, I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is why I spent all day Saturday just like <laughs> brain pouring into this and then fact check and then poor yeah. brain and then fact check. And we got Captain Marvel 2 next up. Yeah, February 18th, 2022. I think Captain Marvel's next couple of movies are going to be. I don't think there's going to be solely this, but I think they're going to be entry points for other characters. Cosmic characters or just characters in, in general? I, I don't know enough about her like earthbound storylines to say that they're going to be earthbound, but I yeah. do think that if there is going to be an earthbound one, um, it's going to be this one. It does feel with this character like we've just barely scratched the surface. Like, yeah, the the world building for this reminded me of Thor. Like, we watched the first Thor movie, and it was like, oh my god! Like, this is a massive like character like story and world, right? You know, and Captain Marvel felt like that for me. So, yeah, that I mean, for sure, I could see her being kind of the Thor of of the next phase. Um. There's four characters I can see coming out of her movies. Of course, my my absolute favorite is Monica Rambeau, who we've already seen. Yeah. But I do think in Captain Marvel 2, I, I, I feel like she's going to start off going in and checking on at least Monica, maybe Maria and Monica after the snap's been fixed. Monica Rambeau is the, is the little girl in the 90s in, in the first Captain Marvel, right? Right. Right. So she grows up to become Photon. Yes. And you'll notice that her mom's plane was Photon. Oh. You know how they named their planes? Yeah. Her her fighter jet, her her code name was Photon. I did not notice that. Yeah. So that was like another reason why I'm like, oh my God, that would be awesome. Yes. So I wouldn't, and there was a lot of theories that that's why they set monica as a kid in the 90s is that she could join the avengers in modern day right right and i like what you said about you know of course when she found out about the snap she would carol would go and check on her her best friend and and you know her her best friend's daughter right um and then of course we've got kamala khan who i think will probably come out of a captain marvel movie in some way yeah. If not, I mean, if she either she'll have her own movie or she'll be introduced to us through Captain Marvels. Yeah, that would be great. That is such a popular character. I don't know much about the character, but there is a Marvel boy who is a member of the Young Avengers. Yeah. Who I mean, there's been like five or six Marvel boys, but this is the Nov Novars, uh, a Kree soldier, and he's one of the Marvel boys. Wait, is I think that's. Oh, is that the character with white hair? No, I don't. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes. Marvel boy. Yeah. So this is another, this is another, um, series that I read back in 2000, I think when it was coming out, when it was, as it was being published, um, written by created, he's a character created by Grant Morrison. And this was, go ahead. Is he like the son of Captain Marvel? Yes, he's Kree. And so, yeah. He, yeah, he's like, and he gets, he's an alien. At least the story that, the the way Grant Morrison approaches his origin story, he's an alien stranded on Earth. And he's like, he's super and I, powerful. And yeah. 
if he's the captain, if he's if he's the 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 character that I'm thinking, um, Monica Rambeau gives up her Captain Marvel title to him. Oh, and got it. Okay, yeah, this is um, another series drawn by JG Jones, who I love. So I okay, remember. so now that I know which character it is, because I wasn't connecting the two, but yeah, I, it would make perfect sense that that would be somebody that we get through Marvel, Captain Marvel. And then, of course, I, I I can't imagine getting Noah Nova any other way because they've already kind of set that either him either through that or Guardians. Man, I love Nova as a character. I read that comic growing up. I really love the design of of Nova's costume. Um, and I was <laughs> secretly hoping that uh, Avengers Infinity War, or sorry, Avengers Endgame, because in Infinity War. Thanos already says that he raised um, the the home planet of the Nova Corps, mm-hmm. and and that's he already had one of the stones, right? The the power stone, right? And I secretly was hoping that Avengers Endgame was going to begin with a flashback to Thanos, you know, getting how he got the the, the reality. So this is before I saw Infinity War. So before we right. saw what happened in Infinity War, I was already thinking ahead to what was the next one going to be. <laughs> and I was like, wouldn't it be great if he? it starts with a flashback of him getting the Power Stone and just destroying, like decimating that planet? Um, and I was I was hoping to see a, all of that just because I wanted to see a Nova um, appearance. Yeah. But I mean, if they, if they have the Nova Core, what need would there be for Nova? Unless, because the Nova Core is gone now, Exactly. He's part of like restarting it or reinstituting it or just, or just trying to survive on his own with whatever's out there that the Nova Corps usually took care of. Because I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the whole Arkham Asylum, not Arkham Asylum. Um, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the one where, the one where they like Gotham is just run by the bad guys because Batman's not there. Yes. Yes. I yeah. Know it's kind of the same thing. It's like all the galactic criminals uh, and it's just nova well is that but okay now but that's carol danvers that's what she was doing so is this is nova just redundant now as a character because we have captain marvel maybe but and, yeah because but it could be it could be again it could be one of those team-ups this just occurred to me is nova marvel's green lantern mm. Not power set wise. No, but think about it though. You have the Green Lantern Corps, and they're sort of like the 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 cops of the universe, right? Yeah, I guess. And that isn't that what Nova is? Isn't there like a bunch of Novas? Oh my God! What if Captain Marvel three was a bu- a co- buddy cop movie, <laughs> intergalactic buddy cop Dude, movie between Carol Danvers and Nova? Please. Uh, cut this out of the pod and trademark that and write, write that (laughs) cosmic buddy cop movie, dude. That'd be so awesome. Yes. That would be, yes. Give me that. I want that. (laughs) Um, It has been, it has been suggested and theorized that not the guardians of the galaxy, but members of guardians of the galaxy may cross over in a, captain marvel movie that's cool because we don't really know what happened to nebula or gamora at the end of endgame right so rad and a lot of people think that the next guardians movie is going to be about the search 
for Gamora. Right. But we, ha- we haven't mentioned this yet. But in our current leaked order, there is no Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. Right. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. And and so I and I and it makes sense both for the fact that if phase four is supposed to be more grounded, then they wouldn't necessarily fit into this phase. Yeah, they're not in a rush to include Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And we already know that Guardians of the Galaxy three isn't going to be happening immediately because uh, James Gunn is working on suicide squad. That's right. He's going to make that before he even starts uh, guardians three. I wonder what this whole like earthbound kind of take, how that's going to play out in Dr. Strange and Captain Marvel. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking Captain Marvel two may be actually the only thing I haven't mentioned here is there's a very good chance that the Kree scroll scroll war is going to be, Captain Marvel 2. I don't know that we need the pre-scroll scroll war to be a massive crossover, because as I was reading through it, I'm like, it's really not a lot of stuff that the other characters needed to do in this. Like, it's a character here, it's a character there. It's yeah. Not a, yeah. Not a why. So it, it could just be pre-scroll war. And scroll. Oh goodness. Pre-scroll war. war. But that, I feel like that has already played out in the background of the first movie. True. You know? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, it did a great, great job of setting that up and like kind of establishing that part or that corner of, of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, why go back to it? Like they, I feel like they already mined that story for the twist of like, oh, we're refugees. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think we're going to have to revisit that again because it's not like they've ended the war. They've just rescued this group. Of That's people. true. It's like never ending. It's ongoing. Yeah. You have. Uh, but, oh, let's go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to move forward. Um, yeah, let's, that's because we're 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 going long. <laughs> May 6, twenty twenty two. You have new Avengers. This is the first I've heard of actually like new Avengers like referenced. Yeah, and that was on the on the screenshot or the the picture that was leaked, as opposed to Avengers five. Yes. It's the new Avengers, and I don't want to spend. Yeah, and I don't want to spend too much time on New Avengers because I think our f- second episode of this trilogy is going to just be what that movie is. Dude, yes. I'm pun- That's straight out of the comics. That's great. Well, and here's here's just things I want people to think about for next week and, and kind of send information. So these we're not going to cover it themselves. I'm just going to throw out things that we need to keep in mind. Um Phase four is focuses on diversity. Uh, this will be the Avengers one of phase four through five. So this is not going to be the massive crossover of infinity war and Endgame. This is going to be a smaller Avengers movie. In my opinion, dude. Yes. Um, Defender style. Yeah. I mean, we're, we won't see a massive crossover. I don't think until seven, eight, like yeah. Avengers seven and eight. Yeah. Um, something that I don't think people realize, cause I keep hearing like when people div- do the lineup of who's going to be in the Avengers, they add people that are not Avengers, <laughs> the, the black Panther, the black Panther, Dr. Strange and the winter soldier are not Avengers right in the Marvel systematic universe. Right. The black Panther was with Iron Man during civil sided with Iron Man during civil war, but he was not only, a member of the event. Right. Only because he wanted to kill winter soldier. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, in fact, Spider-Man wasn't even a member of the Avengers until he was dubbed a member of the Avengers in Endgame. Or not Endgame, Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah. Um, 
and he even said in Homecoming he wasn't ready to be an Avenger. Yeah. Um, Doctor Strange, same thing. He's not an Avenger. He's just like, hey guys, there's like bad things happening over here. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the Winter Soldier is a fugitive, an international assassin, not an Avenger. Right. Um, and that's why. You know, people are like, well, you know, why did they just, why did he decide it on Sam over Bucky? Well, because Sam is an Avenger. Bucky is sitting there. Yeah, all these other characters, they have their own shit going on too. Like they can't be Avengers. Right. But who is an Avenger is Captain Marvel. Okay. Who Feige has said is basically becoming the next Iron Man. And she's going to be this, the figurehead of the Avengers. Okay. I don't know how that works because she's so crazy cosmic. Yeah. She's so overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Rocket Raccoon, Nebula, and Okoye are Avengers. What? I what? I can see Okoye, but Rocket Raccoon? He's a, he's a Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, but they were the ones who were left behind. Oh. And so they were helping out with everything that was going on. And they were also the ones, uh, not Okoye, but um, Rocket and Nebula went with the Avengers on their little timekeeper. So then you left so, out, you left out War Machine then. Um, well, War Machine is an Avenger. Oh, he is. Okay. Oh, that's right. He's been. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah these are just people that I don't think. I mean, Captain. I put Captain Marvel in there just because she's. I feel like we need to to highlight her that she is indeed an Avenger. Yeah. But there are there are characters that we don't consider Avengers. Because like, oh, they're Guardians of the Galaxy or they're, right. you know, right. with Black Panther. No, they're actually, those are the Avengers. I can't accept Rocket Raccoon and Nebula as Avengers because they are too <laughs> firmly, they are too firmly established as Guardians of the Galaxy. And they're on a ship with, or at least Rocket is on a ship, you know, with the rest of his team. So maybe like an honorary temporary avenger a la spider-man hey the the beast was an avenger for many many years <laughs> he wasn't an x-man that's true i'm i'm down for like a coming of age avenger story where captain marvel is training like the next lineup right i like that um yeah a couple of other things to keep in mind for next week's discussion is um, the Disney Plus series. I you mentioned this before. I don't know that if you get if you get a Disney Plus series, I don't know that you're in the Avengers. Yeah, that's, I think you're done. Yeah, I think so too. Um, with the exception of um, Sam Wilson, because I think that's where we're going to see him go from Falcon to Captain America. If you were making these movies, if you were starring in these films as an actor, Joe, would mm-hmm. would would a Disney plus series feel like a demotion or would it feel, would it be a welcome kind of consistent schedule to your life where you're shooting a television show and and you have a regular paycheck and it's, it's can be woven more into your like day to day life. I think it depends on who you are and what character you're playing. And save that question and and remind me when we talk about the the lineup of the Avengers next time, because I have a specific example of how I don't think one of the series we're getting is what we think we're getting. Oh yes. Okay. That's a great way to bait that hook for the next episode. Awesome. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I have no fucking idea. (laughs) Okay. okay. I I will not, I will not ruin it. And then just remember that 
a lot of these characters are going to be probably covered in other people's movies. Right. So they don't necessarily need to be in the Avengers movie to still be there. This is great. This is all good stuff. All right. So that's, that's, that's new Avengers. We'll talk about those next week. Um, and what I'm planning is what's the lineup and is the, is the new Avengers actually the Avengers or is it a different team altogether? Such a nerd. All right, cool. <laughs> right, so that finishes us off with Ant-Man 3 July 29th of 2022 um, a lot of people have been saying that Ant-Man may be an entry point for Fantastic Four who's saying that send me those articles I want to read them I will have to find well that one I think was a, a YouTube video and they were basically saying you know because Ant-Man has established so much of this quantum stuff that it would make sense that that technology key would be what brings the fantastic four either like draws their attention or pulls them from another multiverse is the quantum realm. Our, the MCU's negative zone or is the negative zone its own separate thing? I don't know. It would feel redundant to have the quantum realm and the negative zone. Yeah. And I don't think that they need that. So yeah, it probably is cool. Because that's that's Fantastic Four, man. Yeah, it really is. Um, there's been rumors again in that big rumor dump. Uh, Michael Douglas is said to have re-upped for more movies. Cool. He can be like the. Oh well, no, I guess not. I was going to say Baxter, uh, but no, that doesn't make sense. Um, I think Ant-Man three. Like, it, I think we're going to see a lot of hype for Ant-Man three because after Endgame the number of people who were like, Oh, I'd never seen the Ant-Man movies. I just skipped those. What? And now I want to go back. Oh, I know. I know. I don't Jeez. know what's wrong with you, <laughs> but more than one person I've heard go, Oh yeah, I really didn't watch the Ant-Man movies. So I'm going to go back and watch them now because I loved Ant-Man in Endgame. <laughs> so quick, this reminds me of, of something real quick. Uh, an aside, uh, this mother's day just passed. Uh, my mom and my sister came over to my place to hang out and, and I cooked for everyone. And, um, she that was the night of um the penultimate uh game of thrones episode and uh-huh, uh-huh. my mom who you know my sister was going to be staying so that we could watch it together my sister's a big fan of game of thrones my mom uh says i've never seen a game of thrones um episode but i'll watch the one with you guys tonight and we're like okay well she's like i want to start and so we literally put on Game of Thrones season one, episode one. <laughs> we watched all day. We watched, I think we made it through almost like most of the whole first season. And by like uh-huh. the third or fourth episode, my mom was hooked, right? She's like, oh my God, right. this, is, this is amazing. And then she says, Joe, she goes, oh, by the way, Ray, I also really want to watch um, the Marvel movies so that I can watch the, this last one that everyone's raving about. And I said, Mom, she's like, just tell me which movies to watch. I said, Mom, it's it's twenty two movies, and she looked at me. <laughs> her eyes got really big. She, she was like instantly out. Like that was like that was a deal breaker. Oh, like instantly, I, Joe. I was I was sure we were gonna have a segment called Marvel with Mom, and I was so excited. I still might be able to talk her into it, but just that the. I said 20, it's, it's 23 movies total, mom. Her eyes got big and just sort of nonchalantly, she said, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> like, forget it. 
Oh, yeah. You know what? I like that. So I'm going to approach her about that, maybe. I mean, 23 films, you're pumped for Endgame. How are you going to skip the Ant-Man movies? Right. I know. I know. It doesn't make sense to me. But we're going to be, by Ant-Man 3, we're going to be at movie 31. Wow. No, we're starting over. This is uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is movie one. Oh, wait. No. It's 23. Right. 23. (laughs) Yeah, right. No. Uh, Next Black Black Widow movie is movie one. Um. Okay, so anyway, I think I think Ant Man three. The the last thing I want to say about Ant Man three is I think we're gonna find out whatever movie is after the Avengers movie in a phase is gonna be your launch into phase two, right? Or you know the the next phase, yeah. And so, so, so for this phase five, and and so all the people who were like Secret Wars, Secret Wars, Secret Wars, this is what's gonna kind of start us really getting into Secret Wars. We're really getting into the multiverse stuff. Okay, I have so many questions for the next episode already. Okay, <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't know if you wanted me to send this to you because I have like all this stuff, but I didn't know if you wanted to be surprised or if you just wanted to like delve in. No, I wanted to see it, but just from our conversation now, I have questions. Like, you know, twenty twenty two sounds like a good enough kind of a, a distance in time, time wise to start to introduce now the fantastic four and then maybe mm-hmm. X-Men after that. Right. And that feels like, okay, we've had enough of a breather. Um, do you introduce the fantastic four and X-Men from a multiverse already existing, or do we start to introduce mutants and have the original five X-Men team? And like these, these are questions, Joe, like we got to yeah. talk about, we got to discuss these in depth. I, I seriously think that, and I kind of hope that we are not pulling Fantastic Four and X-Men into this reality from another multiverse. I would like to see them having already been there with good excuses why they weren't involved. Oh, see, I would rather – I want to see the genesis of these characters. Well, I, I, I think – because I don't think we need another Fantastic Four movie like that, that does the, the origin story. I think we do. Really? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes, Joe. Yes. Uh, okay. It hasn't been well, done. All right. Well, you can still do that. You can still do that in this world because either way, um, I feel like the snap is going to make a lot of people realize that they can't hide in the shadows anymore. I think that's how you get the X-Men. Yes. And I- then – and then you can still launch the Fantastic Four post snap. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you glossed over the the uh, implication of what I just said. Uh, we, I want a Fantastic Four origin movie because it has not been done, and that is my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. It has not been done. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't, I don't know that you'll go there. Those I, I, were I, I not it. On <laughs> Those were not it. <laughs> They go into space, they get zapped by radiation, and they come back. It's not that hard of a story to do. Yeah, tell Fox that. Oh. All right. So last right. thing, because I gotta I gotta finish up so that I can can spend a little TV time with Matt tonight. Um I just wanna end with the major story arcs because and we're not gonna discuss these too much because I want this to be a teaser for the next two episodes. Okay. But these are the major story arcs that I've heard mention 
mentioned, and and this is where you're going to start seeing stuff get tied together. If and, any of these are part of it, and their possibilities based on the storylines that that we're discussing, the possible storylines. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, Secret Wars seems like it's going to be more of a phase five or six. I I I would be surprised. I feel like Secret Wars is your Infinity War Endgame. Okay. I don't think it's going to be the next two Avengers movies. Yeah, Secret Wars. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, it's a good way to bring in X-Men and Fantastic Four if we're going to make them multiverse people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know if this is possible. This is, again, fan pipe dream. Phase six Secret Wars, pulling all these different versions of heroes from all different universes, might be far enough out that they can convince Chris Evans, Robert oh. Downey Jr., and Scarlett Johansson to oh my God. show up in that final battle. Oh my fucking god! I'm, I'm. Can you imagine? I'm like getting goosebumps. Can you if, imagine? If, oh god, dude! If they do that, they have to keep it so secret because I don't want to know going into that movie that that's what's going to happen. Because Secret Wars is is would be a perfect way to do that because it does it doesn't just pull in heroes and characters from all over our world like like Infinity Wars did. Mm-hmm. It's going to pull in all the versions of these characters from all the different realities that exist. So we could get right. four or five different Peter Parkers, right. right? As Spider-Man, or we could get different versions of Spider-Man like, like Spider-Verse did, did for us. Yeah. We I, can I get two th- different Steve Rogers because, you know, he's dead in our, or he's old in our timeline, but he's Captain America somewhere maybe. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's so, so it would be so cool. Yeah, but and they could, I, that that would explain why they're older as well. Exactly, uh, the Korean Skull War. I think we already covered. Right, right. I think it's it's a Captain Marvel. I think it's Captain Marvel movie. I don't think it's an Avengers movie. Uh, but the Kree Skull Roar is what kicked off the Illuminati in Marvel. Oh, you can't just say this stuff. I want to talk about it now. Okay, go on. <laughs> I'm gonna. Save I'm gonna. Questions. Yes, yes. Okay, lots of hints that Dark Reign and the Dark Avengers will be building in the next phase because oh. that's where Norman Osborn comes in. Oh. He's a big player in both Dark Reign, which is um, the Dark Avengers. He plays the Iron Patriot, which is a red, white, and blue version of Iron Man. And he basically runs a villain version of the Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but AKA, they're like government. AKA the Thunderbolts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they but they are government sponsored. Right, right. Um and and you got to remember the Sokovia Accords are still technically in effect and there's yes. still several people that are are in violation of those. Sokovia um, Accords from from uh, the end of the fallout from Age of Ultron, right? Introduced in Captain right. America Civil War. Right. Okay. He's also a big character in Siege, which is basically the Dark Avengers versus New Asgard. Oh my God, Norman Osborn and is there, the, the And there have been rumors that Norman Osborn is going to be the villain in F- Thor 4. What? Thor 4? Yes, I read that in a couple of places. What do we, we don't even, we don't even have Thor 4 on the docks yet. No, but this is, these are, these are rumors that supposedly have been out there and some of them have been substantiated. So I don't know. Uh. Um, and I said, I, I said here in my notes, Siege is probably too small for a major arc, but there are rumors that Norbert Osborn will be the villain in Thor Thor. Right, right. Um, he's a Spider-Man villain, yes, but he also was the Secretary of State when the U.S. decided to invade New Asgard 
which we now know as is in Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then I see you have here secret invasion as a possibility, mm-hmm. which is, which was the scrolls kind of taking over unbeknownst to most people. They had been secretly replacing certain heroes and people all along. Right. Right. Which is why I think we might get scroll Cree versus scroll war in captain Marvel two, because we need time to put them into Jesus. play. And if you've got now the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, there's that many more characters that can be scrolls. Scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so god. This one, when I discovered this next one, I, I just lost it. And it's what made me think that Wakanda is actually the um the character in the Black Panther movies yeah. that we're supposed to be watching. Yeah. Doom War. Dr. Doom uh, invades other countries, right? Latveria invades Wakanda. Oh my God. So maybe Black Panther 3. <laughs> Jesus. And then um, there's a small one in here that I'm thinking maybe one of the Avengers. I don't know. It's a very small. It was like a three issue um, arc called Maximum Security. And it's basically where the intergalactic races basically throw a bubble around the earth. And they're like, you stay there, people. Oh, that's right. (laughs) They put everybody on house arrest so that they can't keep fucking up the universe. Right. They put earth on house arrest. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like, I don't know that that will ever be, but there's so much potential there. That's, That's a thing that I could see, like Thor did this really well, where there was just like, all of a sudden, like, there's no Asgard. Oh, now what? And there's just kind of like the new status quo. I could mm-hmm. see that. I could see maximum maximum security being like the result of one of these movies, and then it just carries over into the rest of the movies until right, they exactly. deal with it. You know, that's so, so. These could be like all threads that are yeah. used in, in some way, dude. Okay, we gotta come back and talk about all this stuff. Yeah. So these are the big these are the big threads that I was seeing. So this is what I want people to do. This is your homework, people. We can't just do this on our own. Um. I, I next week I'm going to talk a little bit about um, Void's question. Void had a question for for us, but um, next week we're going to talk about the Avengers. Um, who who we think will ultimately be in the next Avengers team for whatever the the fifth Avengers movie is, and with the title being New Avengers, is it even going to be the Avengers team? So that is what we are going to be discussing in next cool. week's episode. Dude, so much here. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, this could be this could be what the podcast becomes for the next year. We're not going to do that, but it could very I spent a good 8 hours doing this on Saturday wow. cuz I couldn't stop. Yeah. Every time I saw something, I found something else that made me go even deeper. It was ridiculous. So, last pod that we recorded, I don't know what order it came out in, but you and I discussed the 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 big Marvel villains that are left and possibilities for who, who could be the next, you know, Thanos. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously Dr. Doom was one that came up a lot that I emphatically, you know, kind of thought was going to be the next big bad. It has to be. Uh, it sounds like based on, and we named others, but it sounds like based on these storylines and stuff, it's between Norman Osborn and Dr. Doom. Right. And so our, our third part of the series, I want to focus on the big bads. And then cool. all the other threads. So any any questions you get as we go through this, save them up and we'll we'll answer them in, in episode three. Awesome. Great. Shout outs. Shout outs. You got any? 
Uh, just to LCAD's um, graduating MFA group of students. Um, I, I started this MFA program that I'm currently in two years ago. It's designed to be a two-year program, but because I'm working full-time, you know, it's going to take me twice as long. So mm -hmm. the group that's graduating now is the group that I started with. So, you know, I'm kind of attached to them, and I'm super excited to see them graduating and moving on. So I wanted to give them a shout-out. Awesome. Congratulations to them. Yeah. We have, we have lots of school shout-outs because I have two. First of all, um, the last couple of weeks we've been working on our freshman show with a bunch of 10-minute uh, plays, and they were directed by some of my junior students. And I have to say, I think my freshmen this year are probably the most talented students I've had come through my drama program. So I'm Whoa. Major shout-out to them because they worked really hard. That's saying something because you have some – you have had some extremely talented students. So, yeah, and then there's just a lot of them, and they're all strong. So it's kind of crazy. Thank Glee. It's the Glee generation. They grew up on Glee. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, and then just because people have been asking, I do have a Marturia update. Um, she has I, – I couldn't remember which school she had decided to go to, but she was accepted into Barnard. Barnard. And, uh, and so she's going to be going there. And I think she got a really nice – crazy scholarship too. Wow. Awesome. So I know a lot of people have been asking about that and saying, you know, we, we will try and get her back, but she is, she is running around being a, a senior and going to prom and all those fun <laughs> things. So maybe over the summer when she gets bored and is waiting for, for college to start. Cool. All the music in this episode is by Ben sound is being used under creative commons license. You can find more music by Ben sound at bensound.com. You can get your Creative Commons license. Oh, see, I told <laughs> I told uh, Rob that I was going to forget to change the exit, the outro, and that it was going to mess me up. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. <laughs> um, geek to dude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, such as the geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with Kitty and Chelsea, and sometimes Rob. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J and Troidal Power, over on Twitch. And make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? Follow me on Twitter. I am at RayVargas3. Um, that's my username on Twitter. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well under that handle. But nowadays, I'm spending all my time on Twitter. If you want to see some of my artwork, you can go to RayVargas3.com. And it's really cool, guys. You should definitely check it out. Oh. All right, Ray. I hate to do this to you, but we're going to have to wait till next week. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> when is, do you know when this, show's, when this episode's coming out? Not to, this will know. come out on Friday, on Thursday. Thursday. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to have some people anxiously awaiting this, I can tell. Yeah. I, I, and I, I don't know. With, with everything that's going on, maybe it's a four-parter. I don't know. But I'm having fun. And that's <laughs> yeah, what this podcast great. is about. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next week, keep it geek. Greetings, programs. And applications. I'm Ben. And I am Keith. And we are the, the Two, Two Gay, Gay Geeks. Geeks. 
We are the nerds behind TG Geek's webcast. Where we talk about sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre. You name it, we talk about it. We release an episode every Monday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. You can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Spreaker, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also, look us up on YouTube. And of course, we can be found at TGGeeks.com, where you can find not only our webcast, but articles about other geeky goodness. So come along for the wildest ride in the potosphere. Did you just say potosphere? <laughs>